0: Good morning, everyone uh, in person and on Zoom. Um, it's nice to see so many people involved each week. Uh, and it's nice to be giving a talk here in person, which I haven't done for probably almost two years. Um, yeah, so my name is Max, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I think most of us do, but anyways. um, And the subject for today's talk uh, is the other intoxicants. uh, Since I wanted to talk about the precept of uh, not abusing intoxicants, keeping a clear mind. uh, But I thought I would come at it from Uh, a slightly different perspective when we we think of intoxicants the first thing that comes to our mind is drugs and alcohol maybe sex maybe shopping um and i thought i was clever and going to talk about other things like games and sleep uh but sure enough when i was reading reading a book by shantideva uh the way of the bodhisattva i think that's what it's called um and when he started talking about intoxicants, those were the first two that he mentioned. So it's not particularly other or clever. Um, and yeah, so I actually decided against talking about sleep, and the, the two topics will be games and uh, and thinking and thoughts as as something that can be very intoxicating. Uh, I've talked about in my last talks uh, and probably mentioned it just in general in conversation. Since the pandemic started, I uh, have have become quite a chess addict, playing a lot of online chess. Uh, Something I did in high school that I enjoyed very much um, and started to, to learn. And then when I got to college, for some reason, I just stopped playing. And, and you know never played seriously a game here and there, but not much until um, the pandemic started. And it was kind of a hobby. There's a big chess boom with, uh, I'm sure at least some of you have seen the Queen's Gambit. And um, chess.com's users just exploded. They had trouble keeping the website running because so many people were joining. and um, And yeah, I was surprised to see at first, it wasn't so much, uh, yeah, it was hardly a problem. I was playing every day, but a pretty pretty normal amount, um, or at least a a limited amount uh, made sense. When I was playing longer games, because it's typical to have a time control, but when I started playing Blitz Chess and Rapid Chess, um, five minutes per game or 10 minutes per game, Um, It became much more, much more addictive because it's very easy, you know, if you play a 45 minute game to click like, oh, next game, you really have to be investing a lot of time. But when that's just another five minute game, another 10 minute game, you just keep clicking and clicking and keep going, um, really get into a loop that way. Um, And there's a number of ways that it's intoxicating Faster games are more intoxicating because there's more adrenaline. I think it's you really good. Um, you know, it gets down to the wire, and you're you're trying to 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 move, and uh, it really creates uh, excitement. People don't think of chess as an exciting sport, but when you've got a timer, you put a timer on anything, and you can make <laughs> it exciting. I think. Um, And that's certainly part of it, that that you get addicted to this uh, adrenaline and and dopamine probably from winning um, or or whatever serotonin. I know neurologists or psychologists, one of those chemicals or both is probably involved. When you win, um, stimulating. And uh, it's very intoxicating to the ego too um, to, to win and be in competition uh, I'm better than this person. Uh, in chess, there's a rating system. Your points go up if you win, and it goes up even higher if you win against someone that's a lot better than you, and it goes down if you lose. So, um, definitely some sort of some sense of self worth, self worth attached to my rating. Um, so it's not just sort of one game and then nothing, but this sort of overarching story you can tell yourself of improving and getting worse Um, and yeah, the ego really likes this for some reason, Um, being better at at such an arbitrary thing as chess, um, which has almost no real world application. I mean, there's plenty of cognitive skills involved, but, but yeah, what are they, you know? They're, they're not they're not ends in themselves. It's sort of visualization and memorization and calculation that are involved. And so I was thinking of ways of okay, how can this be how you know what's what's the zen of chess? Can I practice? Can 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 chess be a practice? And I'm still struggling with this question. It's interesting. I thought, okay, it's um, some sort of brain training. It really is good for my my cognitive skills. Um, and, you know, there's no sort of no limit to the, the, the skill. There's no skill cap, um, certain simpler games, um, eventually you'll sort of just get up to a certain point, but obviously chess, um, there's just no, no ceiling. You can always, you can always improve. Even the world champion gets beat, um, fairly regularly. Um, so I thought, okay. I heard a nice quote from one of my YouTube chess gurus, which is also a part of this chess addiction of watching lots of online chess contents. Um, most of it educational, some of it just sort of entertainment. Um, and I heard a nice quote from one that I, I really appreciate because he's one that was very good at not getting mad when he lost. Um, not Not all streamers are good at this, but he was very good at just sort of taking everything in stride and Big part of chess is going back through the game. You've played and analyzing what's happened. Um, So you learn from your mistakes that way. And I heard a nice quote from this guy. He said, and I think I mentioned it before, maybe even in a Dharma talk about, it's not about winning or losing. It's about the truth that's in the position, which is an interesting concept that applies to chess and not many other games. like poker for example, which is a game of incomplete information. You never really know what your opponents are holding. Whereas in chess, it's complete information, everything's there. And so there's an objective analysis um, that a computer can produce of what's the best move here. Um, what's, what's the situation look like? And if you can reach that, you know, even if you're, you're starting to lose, you can still say, well, what's the best move? Even though I'm gonna lose this game, I continue to make the best move. Um, maybe I hope my opponent doesn't and then I can take advantage or there's some sort of um, real objective truth there in, in the chessboard. But I realized thinking about this, this still assumes that winning good, losing bad, um, which is a funny concept if you think about this truth that's in the position. Like if that were the case, I could just make any random move. It's still the truth that's in the position. It's just not one that's oriented towards winning or losing. So I really, I really wonder, you know, if if that even solves anything of like what this practice in chess is. Um, I also tried to throw the concept of upeka or sympathetic joy at at the chessboard. Well even if I lose, I can be happy that this person from Moldova, who even though they're 200 points less rating than me and I really, and they played a few moves in the opening that were terrible, I know how to take advantage of that. and these are when I get really mad. It's like lower rating and they're playing bad and I make a mistake, and I just lose it. Like I don't respect someone with 200 points less than me. If I get crushed by someone that's got even 100 points more,. So, oh. But I can have sympathetic joy for this person that, that outplayed me, even though they're certainly not as good as me um but even that's absurd because aren't they just celebrating you know their ego um at that point i think i am so i don't know if that
1: solves anything um
0: you know we we, we, we're not happy that other people intoxicate themselves generally um interesting concept so i don't know what to do with chess um, I was gonna go for a bike ride this morning, but it was raining. So I just played chess all morning, at least an hour and a half. I was like, okay, well, it's raining I can get graded. I'm kind of behind on grading. I'm out of town this weekend. No, I an hour and a half of chess. Uh, it's not as bad as it was some points during the, during the lockdown where I could really uh, spend crazy amounts of time. Um,
1: yeah, moving on to, to thinking.
0: Um, I realize we, we think of these um, all these these other things as intoxicating, but but thinking is I think probably the intoxication the intoxicant I use the most. Um, I think I'm someone with quite an active imagination. Um, don't know that I'm exceptional in in, in this regard, but um, I love playing out scenarios in my head. I think I spend. I don't know what percent, but a huge percent of my time simulating conversations either that actually happened that I want to replay. Um, I know some other people do this, some people don't or don't do it as much as, as others, but I'm, I'm certainly someone that does. Very often it's a confrontation, and so when I replay it in my head, I can I can have that witty comeback to try to shut this person down or this thing that would have impressed someone for whatever reason or. Uh, Something better I could have said in a class when I was teaching. I'm almost always, I notice looking back through my my diary here um, and previous ones, I'm almost always have like sort of a person, an object of obsession. It's a person, whether it's someone I have a crush on or someone I'm really angry with. Um, Throughout a lot of the pandemic, it was my my boss, the the ex dean of academic affairs. Thank goodness they left. it's interesting, you think of intoxication as this positive feeling of I feel good, but um, but I think that the the anger that can be produced for man, this dean is treating everyone, especially me, unfairly. I was thinking about okay, how's this? There's, there's some sort of we we do like anger, I think maybe because of some adrenaline or sort of some sense of intoxication of, of authority but, that in this simulation we have where we're angry, I have some sort of authority over this person that I don't have in real life. And authority is something we can see as intoxicating. Remember, I worked at a rubber factory um, summers during college. And during the break room one day, someone was talking about this guy, Steve, who oh, I remember when, when they told Steve this and that. And he said, it was, it was Friday. And he said, you know, what, I'm leaving for the afternoon. And I'm not even coming back next week either. Because it was a union. They had quite a bit of paid or um, unpaid time off. I'm not coming back next week either. And she said, now that's angry with this big smile on her face. Like she was very proud of Steve for sticking it to the man with his anger and, and losing a week's worth of pay over, I don't know what they had requested of Steve or whether it was warranted, but just as very clear example of like a sort of celebration of someone getting angry, righteous anger or something like that. Um, and a real classic example too, I thought of, I've actually, I gave a whole talk one time on Don Quixote, but this one's very clear of imagining you're just something you're not because what you're imagining is cooler than what you are. I spent a lot of time doing that, I think. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a, a very, very classic one. And thinking about this, thinking that we're what we're not, there's a quote I ran into the other day that I really like from Hamlet, uh, where Hamlet says, Oh God, I could be bounded in a nutshell and count myself king of infinite space. Sort of we can rule over our own little nutshell. And then he says, if it weren't for my bad dreams after that, just trying to make that sort of Zen commentary, but I don't think so because that's just about killing people that I think were his bad dreams (laughs) he wanted to do, Um, but there's still a sense of something. We we can never quite forget that there's an outside. Um, One thing I noticed to get some uh, things trying to tie all these things together, is that, oddly enough, attention with intoxication seems like an insufficient cure, a necessary one, I think. Uh, We we definitely need it, but it it doesn't always seem sufficient to stop it. Because sometimes I'd be on my phone lying in bed 11 o'clock at night and just game after game after game, 12, 1 o'clock, whatever, when I'm really trying to go to bed. And it's also a terrible thing to do before sleep, as I mentioned, the adrenaline you know, and screen time. it's, It's terrible. Luckily, it's been a long time since I've done that. Um, But who knows? It'll come back at some point, probably. Um, But I thought that was interesting. And and I'd be aware as I'm clicking, Like I'm fully aware, like, what am I doing? Why am I clicking next game? This isn't healthy. This is pointless. I'm what we call tilted, which is maybe comes from, I don't know if it comes from poker, but when you get mad and then you're just playing bad anyways. Um, You know, there's no learning involved here, especially with the fast games. You don't learn nearly as much because you don't have time to think. And when you're clicking, you know, if you were to stop and study the game for an hour after you played it, you'd learn. But most of the time, I'm not studying the game afterwards. I'm just clicking through. So there's none of this even, like, cognitive skill building that I can pretend is healthy for me. Um, and, And same thing with thinking. I'm playing through some of these scenarios where, like... I'll even tell myself I've been over that. I've simulated this conversation 50, 100 times. I'm gonna do it again. Um, so I thought that was interesting because we, we think of you know, awareness, attention. Um, for some reason, it's, it seems insufficient with, with these intoxications. Um, I think there's at some point where, yeah, you can be in denial. Um, as often as the case with addiction be like oh this is good for me or i deserve this or whatever and so there yeah it's probably seems favorable to be at least acknowledging that it's not good for you although maybe not because then it's you guilt tripping yourself so who knows um Reading this Deva book, he keeps saying, you should be thankful but for people that make you mad because they give you the chance to practice. And if you didn't have the chance to practice and purify yourself, you know, you'd just end up in the, in the hell realms and you get reincarnated. So be thankful for all these problems in your way. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's for some reason a very strange way to look at it to me, but at the same time, um, there are certainly things to learn here which I think is to me the, the point of the precepts of more than a prohibition, it's a point of practice and reflection. One thing thinking about intoxication is they seem to be a, an interesting indication of the middle way um, in the sense that, you know, you can, you can get real high on drugs or alcohol, you know, what goes up, must come down um, and you can say, well, it's like evens out. You know, last night I was drunk and it was fun. I was at this party this morning. I'm hungover, but it was worth it. Um, and yeah, the more I meditate, the more it seems like it's it's not worth it. Um, it's It doesn't, it's not a, a zero-sum game. It strikes me. Um, for, I guess, a number
1: of reasons. One is, I suppose that it... Um,
0: And brain chemistry really gets thrown off and you're no longer appreciating at a normal level. I've seen some studies on that that I found were interesting. I think I saw something on marijuana that it like takes a week after smoking before your brain sort of brain reward chemicals neutralize. So, um, you know, you get a few hours of being high or something, and then a week of not appreciating the world. And I, I, it seems like a, seems like a bad, it seems like a, not a good transaction, um, and yeah. So it's kind of odd that you know this this middle way. I know when I started practicing, you think, "Oh, I'm just going to like neutralize everything, and I'm not going to have joy in my life." But this up and down actually seems to take away from from the joy. It's not like I said; it's not really a zero sum thing. It seems to seems to be negative, at least from from what I can tell. Um, And there's also something about um, interconnectedness too. I read an interesting Facebook post, which they cited an article, which I didn't look at, so I'm could be guilty of misinformation here. I hope not, but certainly made sense and was a nice story that I wanted to be true. Um, Which again, I suppose is the source of all sharing of misinformation. So should be careful, but. It's basically, if you if you give rats a bottle of water, regular water, and a bottle that has uh, some sort of drug in it, I don't know what drug they were using, it might have been cocaine or something, um, they will just drink the one with cocaine in it and starve until they die and just kill themselves. However, if you give them a rat paradise with other rats to play with and mate with and toys and food and... Um, and make it a, a sufficiently interesting life. Uh, they won't touch the drugged water. And I thought this was really profound. And, and the point that the article made was that the opposite opposite of addiction is not sobriety, but um, but interconnectedness. And I think that's um, really interesting point. And I think you know, sort of, as I'm reconnecting to the world after what was a very difficult pandemic for me. The lockdown was very difficult for for a number of reasons. Um, When yeah, when my my chess addiction was was problematic and really kind of messing up my life, I think in some ways. Um, It's gotten better. I think probably natural as I've started to connect again and.
1: Yeah, it started to connect again. Just had a thought that that slipped away. It's gone.
0: Um, So, So yeah, that's, that's more or less all I had. Feel like there's like need some sort of like sentence I like I'm writing a paper here and I don't have a concluding sentence but I guess a, a bow is a good good
1: way to end. it <laughs> thank you <Sure. laughs> thank you so return your cushions to their places